What about your situation, Sol? Will you be staying at Tottenham? I'm staying. Hello and welcome back to episode number 14 here. We are... Sol Campbell is a Judas traitor. We are here to discuss this week's games. There was some enthralling events that happened, some really real exciting debates ready to be had. Um, VAR came up as a, as a topic again. We'll get onto that later. Um, but let's start with the early kickoff on the Saturday. Spurs-Leicester. Um, and... Oh, what 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 a game it was! The top four team, Leicester. Oh, shut up! Against the mid-table team, Tottenham. Oh, it was a joy to see. It was a joy to see. Well, it really wasn't. I mean, the, the first half. I mean, to be fair, the first half we were good. I thought it was very exciting to see Spurs out like that. Leicester were also good to not to like. Yeah, Leicester put up a fight. Yeah, but yeah and they they do look like an actual team, which is not really. I mean, you, you usually expect like the lower lower league, lower down the table teams to be not put much of a challenge. They have got a, some sort of philosophy, I think, which isn't nice when you're playing against them. Um, but fair play to them. But the first half, I think we went we were pretty good in the first half. Um, Leicester, no, but I feel like I feel like even though you might think Spurs were good, I thought it was quite even. I don't think Spurs were the better team. I just I think, think we had some we had some very good moments. There was some quick passing, and and I mean. And Domble was good in parts, maybe. Um, Kane was obviously quite good for the goal. Lamella. It was a, bit of a weird goal. It was a very weird goal. Uh, but, I, I mean, in terms of quality, Harry Kane, he can score lying down. He can score wherever he wants. It, it's just, it made no sense. He started falling over and then all of a sudden he scored. I don't know who to blame on the lesser side of that. Because I don't know how you're supposed to defend someone falling over. Well, no, he I mean, he only fell over because he was pushed pushed by the Leicester defenders. Um, if, and, and if he doesn't score, then it's a penalty. More, I mean, I think so at least. Um, mm. But but with with I mean the, the original the goal the pass to Lamella, from Lamella to Son was a very good pass and and Lamella I do criticise him quite a lot. He is like gaining some fans and plaudits I guess for his performance. He's putting effort in, which is different con- contrast to Ericsson who. Isn't really putting effort in, sadly, and and Lamella. Being allowed to put yeah, effort he hasn't been started in that game, but it was deserved after his performance against Olympiacos, um, which I think we'll get onto later. But Lamella, he he's now putting in performances and, and putting in effort and 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 fight for the team. So the point is that he I, he can't be dropped. I mean, you can't rationally put a case to say Lamella should be dropped at this point because he's trying hard. He's well, playing decently well. So. Pochettino dropped Lucas Moura after getting a hat-trick in the semi-final of the Champions League. He did, so Poch does, Poch does his own magical things. <laughs> Who are we to, to trust Poch, to, to understand his decisions? <laughs> you talk about Ndombele having a good game, but... No, not a, considering a decent the man, game. Okay, but considering the man of the match was, and I think everyone can agree with this, James Madison, who once proved, and I think after not, getting in the, not starting for England, proved... Once and for all, he's clearly, clearly, the best attacking midfielder England have got. Um, I think, he, considering he was the man of the match and quite fairly, who's the man that's supposed to stop him? Is Ndombele. Well, and Ndombele's job isn't really defensive, um, so it wasn't. Well, he's partly defensive. Partly, but the, holding, the job. But, but I mean, this is a, uh, a point that I think some Spurs fans have, have put on have, have put online, and I think that we don't really have the player whose job it is to stop Madison. In the past, it was Eric Dyer. And there are some people calling to start Eric Dyer and Yama when he was Dembele. good, yeah. Um, but but when, not less Dembele, but but more yeah. When Yama and, and Dyer, um, when Yama when he, but now when Yama came on and, and was at fault for, to, I mean I think the first guy was at fault for. I mean I, 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 Yama seems to have declined massively, um, and Dyer we don't know if he's at the level he was. I don't know what level he was at to be honest, but he, we don't know if, if he can actually come back and start on the team. Maybe I th- I'd be interested to see with, with actually having a, a defensive midfielder. It it would change the way we play and hopefully give us some some defensive solidity. Um, but but I don't know. If, I, in my opinion, I don't think that Eric Dyer is the solution to Tottenham's problems. But as some Spurs fans have suggested, some people think um, that like having too many players to choose from is a bit of a is a positive when you have too many players to choose from. But I don't think that's the case here with Spurs because they haven't got the correct player. They've got too many of the same players and not enough of... of they've not got enough of individual roles. So, like, Ericsson and Ali, it's very difficult for them both to play in the same position. Well, I, don't, I don't think that's fair. Dombele and Sissoko, they both play in the same position. Winks, he's his own thing, but does he fit without a defensive midfielder? No. 
Um, I don't think that that's fair. I think, first of all, um, the point that having too many players is a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think we learned from Man, we learned from Man City that having too many players is not a bad thing at all. Uh, you can rotate. And I'm saying, I, I said, I don't think it is a bad Most people would say it isn't. But I think it's as long as you have the roles, all the roles covered. Hmm. I, 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 and then you have a system. It's true. I, I think we do need a, a defensive midfielder. But I don't think... I mean, Ali wasn't in the squad on, on against Leicester. Uh, Poch clearly... But, I mean, Poch was rotating maybe, but... I'd, I'd Poch, Poch doesn't have a problem of starting too many of too many players who are similar. Um, Eriksson is an, an interesting person because he doesn't he's not really playing well at the moment. You can't really start him if he's not playing well. Um, but I don't think it's a problem of having too many players. I think it's a problem of the right type of players in the right type of positions. Okay, I just feel like the midfield the Spurs have got doesn't work. I think I think in Dombele, however good he might be, if you're going to spend that much money, why not just buy the actual a better defensive midfield. Well, and Dombele was, I mean, Dombele was the replacement for Dembele, not only because his name is basically the same. Um, in, 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 so how does, in playing how does style, Winter very similar. Soko fit in? Well, Poch is playing a diamond. He played a diamond, he's playing quite, quite a lot, he's played with Lamella. So then the, how, does Son, how does Son and Lucas and well, Lamella he doesn't, fit in? Well, the team played against Leicester was Winks, Soko and Dombele in the three, with Lamella as the, the top of the diamond, with Son and Kane as the strikers, effectively, or not really strikers. But the front two, let's call them. Um, but I, I, it's just we're, we're messing. I don't know about the diamond. I, I don't think it's amazing. But I just, Spurs are just a frustrating team. Uh, there's all this, this stuff going around now that, that Spurs are the only team that could go 2 0 up and then lose 2 1, which is amazing. Um, well, they literally did that because <laughs> it looks everyone like it was 2 0. And. So VR came so in. We can talk about it. It's so frustrating. But, um, it was a good goal. Yeah. I thought we like, we we deserved at that point. We need we need we were, we deserved to be two 0 up. Um, Man, uh, I feel like if two 0 up would have been a bit unfair on Leicester because they had been playing quite well. And I feel like if we went two 0 Leicester were out of the game. Yeah, I mean after that, I, I don't. I, well, Spurs did a bad job of holding on, and it's been a common theme now with Spurs of holding on to wins like they did. Three in their last four games basically have been, they've been winning at half time. I think. Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not about lose. half time. We've had, we've dropped leads. Well, Olympiacos. Yeah, we're winning at half time, but with City, with up until then, no, no Arsenal. Yeah, uh, yeah, but until in the derby. So three of the last four games, sure. have been winning at half time and not been able to hold sure. on. The only game that they didn't do that with was Crystal Palace, which was just. Everyone kind of gave up because they put it to bed by half time. Well, because Spurs were good, but in the the. So with the with the holding on to Leeds thing, I think that's it's slightly overplayed. I I think that there is there is a point in there with the, with the mentality, and there is now the this record on away from home, which is uh, pretty shocking. I know, it looks amazing, doesn't it? Had had we won yesterday, it would have been our first win since uh, March, I think it is. Yeah, Spurs have, in their last nine games, two draws and seven losses away from home. It's depressing. Looks like Arsenal stats. Mm. I don't think we're that bad yet, but the the until until today until yesterday we had our first three games with two all draws away from home. Our first three away games with two all, and I I thought it was gonna be a two all win. I, I hoped towards the end we might get a late equaliser, another two all, um, but that sadly wasn't to be. And it's just a frustrating loss. And I, I, there's people who are talking us. I'm, I'm, I'm people who are talking to the title. The, the people who are talking to the title were mainly me. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> but you can't. You can't win. You can't lose like four or five gifts. I mean, if we lose two already, um, we have to lose. I think the the number you, you're pretty much allowed to lose is around four. And when with the title, um, we've and already even, lost half. Even of that. then, this year is going to be pushing that. Yeah, it's, it's even hard. I mean, but I think I think City lost that. I think four last year. So I'm I'm going off that. So if if you allowed if you allow four losses in a season, you can win the title. Uh, we've already gone half of that, half of our losses. Plus, unless we I go feel like four losses and not very many draws. You're not very, you're not allowed very many draws. Then yeah, it's Spurs true as well. Already, I think if you're talking, about, I don't know how you could still be thinking Spurs have a chance to win the title when <laughs> Spurs haven't. They've literally no, they've won two games I... against Crystal Palace <laughs> and against uh, against Aston Villa. <laughs> they I, lost I, to I, Newcastle I and Leicester. Those are the, they didn't lose any top six. They got they got results against the top six. The games they're losing is Newcastle and Leicester. Don't think Spurs are making the top four. Don't think Spurs are winning top the league. Let alone, let alone Spurs are saying, yeah, we're guaranteed top four this season. I didn't say guaranteed, but I think we're... I mean, I, I, I get it. It's, it's, 
I think we're better than every other team who is in the in the top four. We're in the top other than, who's battling for the top four. And well, I think on that, paper that, maybe, no, but on performance not on right current now. form, sure. But I think there's there's I mean there's this there's, we're on a, on a run a bad form now. I think people are overhyping us as to how bad the problems are. And there are some people who are I mean who've gone some Spurs fans who've gone as far as potch out. Um, and I just oh people who people who do that are just the most stupid people I have ever met. I've met I think one of them in my lifetime. Um, I don't want to meet any, any more of them. They are stupid. They are short sighted. And Pochettino is the best thing that's happened to Tottenham in my lifetime, which isn't that long considering Tottenham's history. But it's it, it, for ages, Pochettino is the best thing to happen. Last thirty years, I'd say. But, yeah, but, it, but it's just short sighted reactionary fans who want Poch to leave. But let me ask you this: because with Wenger, this was exactly the same process. There was a couple of fans and everyone thought they were crazy. And then after a while, eventually everyone else started to turn and soon and, and it became the norm. Yeah. You're saying this isn't the case and Pochettino isn't. But how long do you give Pochettino if Spurs just finished top four again, don't win a trophy, happens again next year, top four again, don't win a trophy. What? How long are you giving someone like that? I don't think that we can talk about giving Poch time because there's a, there's a there's a he turned down bigger clubs for us. He's turned down Real Madrid. He's turned a Man United to stay That's, at Tottenham. This is the same thing it's, that happened with Wenger, though. It was he's done so much for the club. We can't get rid of him. And look what happened. He's not failing the club. This is this is rubbish. Poch has been working with his hands tied behind his back and his legs tied behind his back for that matter. He's been working. With with literally no funds for the past year, he's been working with a squad that that's that's thin as I don't even know. I just think any sort of thin metaphor. Um, he's he's been working with with not but not 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 his 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 ideal squad. He wants players out; they don't leave. He's having he's working amazingly well. This is supposed, well, to, be this is supposed to be Spurs' best squad in God knows how long. How can this be a bad squad? It's not. It's not a bad squad, but Poch, but Poch himself doesn't think it's the best squad he's had. Um, but but the fact that he's not getting investment and the fact the fact that players want to leave and Poch doesn't. Po- no, Poch no, wants no, players no. to leave. Not saying about investment. That's investment. He spent really? twenty million. Really, or last summer. window, last window, he spent nothing. Well, last window nothing. he didn't. This year, though, Literally he's got nothing. money to spend. This year, he got money and to spend. Off what? Off him getting the team to the Champions League final. Okay, he, he, he spent it. it, and then what? He is paying off. First of all, is the fact that Ndombele was literally just a replacement for Dembele, which is good and it's great. We should, but we should have done that, should have done that six months six months ago. Jack Clark, great. I don't know what's happened with him. Um, Lacelso is injured. I don't know. Like these aren't massive signings for Tottenham. Like Cessignon hasn't played a game yet and he's injured again. Um, this wasn't Spurs' mentality a month ago, though. What's changed? I, I, my mentality is that we wanted Dybala. We didn't get Dybala. And Poch wanted no, Dybala. Spurs wanted Dybala three days before the window ended. If Spurs hadn't I signed Dybala from the start of the window. I wanted Dybala from the start of the window. He was never linked to Spurs. I wanted him from the start of the window. He was never That's, linked, though. Not never, no. He was he was linked to Spurs early on in the window. Um, and then later on in the window. And then when, when it basically got done, but then not really. But I, I think that... The fact that Poch Poch has been doing, if you look at net spend alone. Not Poch has been like, comp- compared to Man City and to, and to Arsenal and, and mm, Chelsea and all these, Arsenal. even Arsenal. Yes, to Arsenal. No, Poch has around net spend event this five years around something like twenty million. Right? Don't even don't even try and, and like any other manager couldn't do what Poch. When what you build Poch a new stadium, this is what happens. You don't have the funds to build, and Spurs are trying to make excuses like, oh, oh yeah, the funding in the stadium's not actually coming out of the club. Uh, so then, where is it going? What? I don't know what you're talking Where, about. The, the they are about... paying the stadium. They're paying for it in, in long-term loans, right? There's a whole thing, but that's a separate f- about the, f- the finances. There is money to spend at the club. We've proved that. That the, the whole thing about about we're going to have ten years like, like Arsenal without spending any buying any money, playing any players. That's not true. There is money at the club. There is money I feel like to spend. You don't. You might want to believe that to be true, but it doesn't seem like it's just based off the evidence that we've got. You can't make current statements. You can make statements. One second we spend 120 million, the next second we have no money. Either what? Either well, you're can saying be true. there's not enough investment, and I'm, I'm saying, saying Spurs are spending money, and you're saying they're you not. So if they're oh, not, what's the reasoning for all that? You're saying Spurs have no money. You're also saying Potter's back with 120 million. Both cannot be true. Well, you're moaning that Spurs haven't got any money to invest. Like, I just told you they invested. I didn't say. In... I, I didn't say we haven't. You brought up the whole thing of money. I'm saying that for the for, for the majority of Poch's five years at Tottenham, right? He has been working with his hands tied behind his back for one year. He's got two players who he who 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 he actually wanted. Two players. 
Don't even. I don't even. So let me ask you this: How long? No, though? no, no, no. Any other manager who comes in, right? The people, these some idiots, want Mourinho in. Mourinho will come into a club and will be in the Europa League in two years, and the club will collapse. What do you want, though? Any other manager? I want Poch. To, I want to, to, us to back Poch completely. And make, make make him make the, the final decisions. None of this Levy nonsense. I want, That's not I how want, it works, though. If Poch wants a player, he's the one that makes the decisions. Story. So you're if telling Poch me, wants a player, you're if Poch wants Levy, a player, give it to him. You're telling Levy to step down, basically. Not step down, but but listen to Poch. I I feel like you probably listened to him a bit. But a bit, Levy, but he Levy has to listen to completely. Say. Poch Poch has to have the the final and only say on who plays for him in the squad. And when, who are you telling when, this to, Daniel Levy? To Levy, to anyone who, who who makes makes decisions in the club, right? Daniel Levy Poch, makes those decisions. Well, he shouldn't. It's, 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 it should be Potter's decision. Then he can be held accountable for it. Because right now, Potter's not telling Stan Kroenke to stop. You're not in charge. Listen to listen to whatever the manager wants. Don't listen to. I don't care what you want. You might want to keep your money, but he's taking your money away from you. I'm not saying that. First of all, Daniel Levy has not earned the money. Pochettino has done way, way more for the club than Daniel Levy ever did. Um, I, 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 don't, first of all, I don't, don't need to get into the Daniel Levy out thing, but what Poch has done, Poch is the best thing that's happened to the club in years. And the fact that he's working with a limited budget, in fact, he's working with a limited budget, and he is, he is still getting us top four consistently. Obviously, we want trophies, but to say Poch out is the most fundamentally stupid, short-sighted, and a reactionary statement that will ever be heard from a, to- from a-, from a Tottenham fan. And it makes me fear that we're turning into-, into Arsenal down the road. And that's horrific. Okay, well, I feel like you sound like you could just go on and on and on. But I think the main thing to take away from the weekend wasn't isn't anything to do from Poch. But it was actually to do with VAR. And I think we should probably discuss the whole situation with it. Because it was used in the Spurs game. And you think if Spurs, cause Spurs would have won, who knows what could have happened. People probably wouldn't have been saying Pochino out. That's the thing, yeah. Another thing is that if, if, if we win 2 0, no one's saying Poch out. It's, it's reactionary. It's re- react to the definition of reactionary. But look, I think the way VAR's been used has been consistent. Whether or not, you've, it's a, whether or not that's a point you want to disagree, like, oh, it's not been doing the correct thing, making the correct decisions, it's been consistent with the way it's been working. Yeah? Pretty much, yeah. Son was offside. I don't care. You can say what you want. Son was offside. The VAR put it... It was clear. Based on the, the screens, his, his his shoulder was across the line. Fair, fair and square. I don't care what you want to say. Well, if you don't know what I'm going to say, I'm not going to say anything. Um, but <laughs> I feel that you do somehow. So, um, as, as was shared on all over Spurs Twitter, the current technology that we have with VAR and the, I think it's 50 frames per second, which means that, that between, they they, uh, they showed it with the Sterling decision a few weeks ago, is that there is a margin of error, because of the limited technology, there is a margin of error for VAR of around, I think it's 30 centimetres, right? Poch, sorry, not, po- not Poch, I'm, I'm Poch is on my mind. Um, Son was ruled offside by 1.3 centimetres. The, the, it's very, very possible that because of the limited camera, the li- limit, limited, limited technology, that, that, that the decision was wrong. So therefore, is the, the problem is not with VAR, because I, again, I've, I problem VAR is, is, is obviously the good, the good thing. Here. The problem is with the, the, the technology, and when we get better technology, to do better camera technology, which, I, which, which is only obviously a matter of time. Um, then we then VAR improves, and I don't think there's a problem with VAR. It's a problem with camera technology, and I don't think someone's offside. No. So what are you, what is your suggestion though? How do you suggest to change this? Right now, I, I mean, right now is work for work with better better cameras, right? I don't know. I don't know what what else you can say. You're you saying... can't have some sort of um. What some people are saying is have it like a a, a zone where it's where, where where you just say oh, I don't know. Where give advantage to someone. I don't think that works as a solution. Okay, but is it fair to say that with the current technology they were using, and with how VAR has been working, Son was offside? And if they hadn't given no. Son offside, it would have been a wrong way. To, VAR was not being implemented correctly. No. VAR would have been implemented correctly um, because <laughs> that VAR, VAR, I don't know. I mean, the problem isn't with VAR. I, 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 the VAR. So no, but what I'm saying is, you're saying there's a separate technology with the incident, but in this specific incident, based on how the football rules work and how everything works, it it was it was offside, and they they dealt with it the well, correct was, way. He, he was with offside with his arm. Works. He was offside with his arm. So I like his his arm was offside. I, his shoulder was offside. No. Not really, though. Well, I mean, it's part of his shoulder oh, was yeah, offside. I 
if you're going to start arguing about about where where, where the arm starts and, and where the shoulder begins, you, 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 you're going to be given a penalty in the in the in the Aston Villa game with Socrates. But let, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, no, but, we're talking that's no because that is the where shoulder the arm begins and where the shoulder starts. No, but we're but saying sh- that is the shoulder, and you're saying well Socrates should have given had a penalty then. No, because it hit his shoulder. It wasn't. The, I mean, the shoulder was not was not behind the line. And plus, there's all, there's all this, this fact that, that Spurs, Twitter, Spurs Twitter has gone insane and zooming in on the picture. But because of the fact that it's such, such poor poor camera, it's, it's really blurry. But the lines are not drawn um, consistently. The lines are not from... So I think they have with, with Evans, the, the, the blue line of Evans. Anyone who's been staring closely at this picture knows what I'm talking about. The blue line um, is from after Son's... So after Evans is... After his behind his leg, whereas the Son one is 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 in middle of his body. It, it doesn't seem to be done consistently, and if you do it consistently, then they are. I think I think Son is in line. Um, well, I think Son's it's a line, bit difficult to just and, and in line is, is on side, obviously. Yeah. Well, I well technically yes, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, yes, he's on side if he's in if he's in line. But the mm-hmm. way they draw the lines, he's offside. Now two weeks ago. When we were having the same discussion, you claimed offsides were definitive. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's a quote from me, um, but my position Go back on offside and has. To the podcast. I mean, sure. I, my, my position on var on, on offsides um, has not changed significantly. Let's be honest. Um, the the what, what I, if I said the word definitive? The difference I was explaining, which is what I think Twitter needs to understand as well, is that people are talking about clear and obvious with var. Clear and obvious does not apply to VAR. By does, does not apply. VAR, the rule of clear and obvious. The rule of only intervening yeah, when it's clear and obvious decision doesn't, doesn't apply with offsides, right? Um, so there is a definitive reality as to whether Son was behind Evans or not. There is a reality as to whether the, the player is. It's that's why it's different. There is no subjective decision with offsides. The problem is with with with, with not as good technology, but the there is a, a definitive objective. Decision as to whether the person is offside or not. Yes, that is so. True. They're, they're, based it's on how other, different other decisions where it's not where it's subjective. So based on how the lines were drawn, it was definitive. The lines the lines were drawn poorly and, in, and inconsistently. But based on how they were drawn, definitively, he's offside. They were drawn wrong. But no, but based on how they were drawn, based he, on how they were drawn, he was off. He was offside, but they were wrongly drawn. <laughs> but so then, who are you blaming? You have to blame. The person in charge of I'm it. Blaming, I'm blaming the VAR being inconsistent. I'm, I mean, it is, at the end of the day, it's the people who are operating it, sure. Um, but, so there but you the, go. Um, it's going to go against you sometimes. It's going to go for you. They're not going to be consistent. I didn't say about bring against you. I'm, I'm blaming the people who, who are operating it poorly. Hmm? I'm blaming because the, the line drawing, whoever does the line drawing, I don't know who does the line drawing, Mr. Magic Man in the Sky in the, in the, in the VAR box, um, he's drawn, the, they, he or she, I don't know if it's she, has drawn the lines poorly. Um, and that's that's not good enough. Obviously, there is a portion of blame that has been done, has to be given to the limited technology, um, and that's uh, give it all the blame to the technology if you want. Um, but my position on VAR has not really changed, or on offsides has not if really changed. Had, if this had been the same way with Leicester, if Leicester had been the one to score that goal, and VAR had done that, I wouldn't hear Spurs fans going, "Well, VAR's got it wrong." They would have been saying, "Well, put your hands up to it," like Pochettino did. Look, we signed up for this. This is how it goes. It went away against us this time. It'll go for us the next time. If it had gone, think, if it'd gone the other way, that's what Spurs fans would be saying. I mean, it happened the other way. There well, was it, it was an offside. The way, it was a goal. A different, it was a lot clearer the other way. Yeah. So at least Pochettino came out and said, "I put my I put my hands up to it. I'm not complaining with VAR. It goes against you sometimes." He's been consistent with his opinion on it. He's been saying it goes against you. It goes for you. I don't know why Spurs fans are going complaining now. Listen to the manager. The manager understands an, an how it works. An analysis of VAR. <laughs> the, the fans are giving an honest analysis of VAR, right? Well, they, the f- they're giving they're reality. They're in charge of who vote. They didn't vote for VAR. The the managers and the teams and the players did. They voted for it. What's, that, what's that got VAR? to do with it? I don't understand that. So that, therefore, Potch's decision on VAR. Um, Potch is just a nice guy. Potch isn't going to go out because he also he's he's fearful of a ban or some sort of like fine if he if he goes out and, and really strongly against VAR. I don't think Potch likes VAR that much. I don't even know. I don't know, but he could. I could be wrong about that. But like, I don't. Spurs, Spurs, Twitter, or Spurs fans specifically, because my interaction is mainly over Spurs Twitter. But they're, they're being they're being consistent. They're they're criticizing VAR for making incorrect decisions, and they're praising it for making correct decisions. Okay. The same way you would a normal referee. Okay, I want to read the quote out here though from Dermot Gallagher. Okay, 
He might not be the most amazing pundit, whatever he is. <laughs> but he he, he he was quoted saying, When the team signed up for VAR, they knew how offside would be decided. It's the best product available at the moment. The clubs all signed up for it. Yeah, Of course. I'm not I, blaming the clubs. Yeah, I'm is, not blaming the managers. No, but fans and teams should understand... Maybe you're, if you're against VAR, fine, fair enough. If you are against VAR in the first place and you don't want it to be introduced, fine. But I'm not against how VAR, I'm for VAR. Knowing how VAR currently works, yeah? No, but my question to you is, are you for VAR now or are, for, are you for VAR with better technology? I'm for VAR with both. I, I'm for VAR to be improved. And I think, I think it's, everyone it's, but agrees. VAR right now is an improvement. Wait, 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 wait. Um, but VAR now is an improvement on no VAR. So... So the way it went, fine. I don't think anyone's disagreeing that VAR isn't going to improve over the next few years. They've just introduced it. It takes time. They're going to obviously improve it over time. No one's disagreeing with that. But the way it currently works, but no even, one can be complaining even, that, oh, it didn't go for us and it's, VAR's not, not comp- did the no wrong one, thing no yesterday. Had, that, that's been the complaint of no the complaint. The complaint that it didn't go for us is a complaint of literally no one. right? The complaint with everyone is, or everyone that I've seen, maybe there are some people who are just saying, oh, I didn't like it because it went against us. Um is that there is problems with it with the technology, right? And I, as I said before, I want even this limited version of VAR is better than no VAR, um, or what is it? Uh, bad VAR is better than no VAR. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't see that. The, the problem is that obviously everyone, everyone wants VAR to improve, but VAR is not the problem. It's 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 it's. I mean, VAR is the problem. VAR is it's poor technology. Well, you're working with human beings. They're not going to get everything perfect. I'm not talking. I wasn't talking about human beings. No, you I'm were. About you were talking about the person drawing the lines incorrectly, and that that should be a machine. Well, it's it, it's a bit difficult to do that with a machine, and it's a human being. And I assume they'll probably find some. It's technology. less difficult to do it with a machine because machines work better than humans. Well, I assume <laughs> machines make less mistakes than humans. I assume they'll work to eventually remove the human aspect of. Of, I'm not saying Fing- VAR, but drawing crossed. these lines. And I don't think that's a difficult thing to do. But with the camera angles you've got, um, I think it auto- it calcul- there is a machine there that calculates whether or not he was offside. Like, even in this picture, if you were to zoom in, I wouldn't be able to tell you there if he was offside or onside. I, there's a machine saying he's 1.3 millimetres offside, yeah? Mm-hmm. So they have got some machinery working. So someone draws the lines and that's how it comes out. So you're working with human beings. They're going to make mistakes. And that's just how it is. Clubs knew what they signed up for. Everyone knew what they signed up for. I think it's going to take time. It's going to be a long process. But I think to blame it week in, week out, when it does positives and it does some negatives, is just silly. Again, I don't know who's blaming it. I'm criticising when, when it makes correct decisions. Well, there are a lot, a lot of people I'm, I'm praising when it, it makes correct decisions. I'm, I'm, I'm criticising when it makes incorrect decisions. No, no, but, but, but you can't really do that can't disagree and agree with it when it's... You can. You can have an honest analysis of how it's successful. This is the same way you would any referee. There isn't with a referee you say, oh, you either take all their decisions or you take none of them. You can say that when he makes a correct decision, well done, let's give him a clap. When he makes poor decisions, boo. <laughs> it's, it's very simple. VAR is just an extension of that. Yeah, but it feels like no. when, when it does positive, you don't get the credit. It's only when it goes... That's not true. No, no, no. I give it you the credit hear, all the time. You hear less people speaking up for it than you do speaking badly for it because. But that's s- the same with referees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. But that's how people work. It isn't a VAR problem. No, it isn't. It's people's version of it. And I'm not. I, I agree. VAR is a, pos- a very positive thing. And yes, it might have gone for against Spurs, and I could be happy about that. But when it when it, when it goes for Spurs, then that's how it is. It was it was frustrating to see it go four Spurs in the Champions League's quarterfinals, semi-finals, whatever it was used in. And I then, thought you were going to say that the final was that. Um, but I think I, that. I think I dislike the fact that everyone is talking badly about it every week. Whereas if you look at it, probably overall, if you look, we've looked at the stats, and it's been used. It's made a lot more correct decisions than it yeah, has negative they, decisions. I think they they came out with the figures. I think it had four incorrect decisions out of. Two hundred and something like that, um, which I, I mean, that's a pretty good, pretty good success rate. Um, I think though, VAR specifically, then the VAR is yeah, VAR, VAR isn't the problem. People are inconsistent with criticizing VAR and praising VAR, um, but yeah, I, <laughs> all hail VAR. Well, we can move on now to I think 
the I don't know if to say the most exhilarating game of the week because there was quite a few good games but it was definitely probably the strangest game of the week because obviously Aston Villa or Arsenal Arsenal at home everyone's expecting Arsenal to just walk away there comfortably 3-4-0 nothing no, no weird stuff going on suddenly Villa are 1-0 up but before we but I, I just want to say quickly before I go into the performance in the game I want to praise Unai Emery for um, he started Bakarai Saka um, after a phenomenal Frankfurt performance and I think it shows a lot because we've been mentioning this with Emery and why he's been better than Wenger and it's probably his biggest thing has been well why I think he's what certain aspects of his game is better than Wenger's and I think one of the biggest things was he is developing youth very well and I think to give Saka a chance in the Premier League just a week after a brilliant performance against Frankfurt is really nice to see I mean, he's he's playing youngsters. We we don't know that he's developing youngsters yet. I mean, Arsene Wenger also played youngsters, but he didn't. They didn't turn out very well. Well, no, but some of them. I think the way Emery, it won't be. Yeah, he left. We've just talked about this before, but it won't be. Mm-hmm. He left. He was brilliant that week. Um, yeah, he's been brilliant. So he was. He's been brilliant for Arsenal, and then he's obviously been sold. Holding. He's not been played. He's not, we've not seen him so much. But what he what he, we have seen with him is been I, very I good. That- I thought that he's he's been back back for the Nottingham Forest he's game, which back is for the Nottingham Forest game. So I think this just the inclusion though to start him the first team, Saka. Like most most managers, I would see, yeah, they'll probably put him on the bench after that. He puts him straight in the first team, straight up there. He didn't have a bad game. He didn't have a very good game. He wasn't given very long. He was only there till half time. But um, I think it's great to see a manager um, giving youngsters the chance after having a great performance, because otherwise, when are you supposed to give them the chance really if they've perform and then especially like you said with Lamella how can you get rid of him how can you get, even if he's a youngster how can you get rid of someone after a great performance I mean, Lamella isn't a youngster just I don't well, no. that he's not <laughs> but he well, how can you get rid of a player on form and yeah, yeah. I know one game isn't on form but I think that was great but back to what actually happened in the game we went 1-0 down John McGinn loves scoring against North London mm. teams doesn't he um, yes he does he scored the opening goal in the game and then it just looked poor for the rest of that first half um, now, I know I'm going to bring VAR up here again, but um, Maitland-Niles was sent off, and it was it, I thought it was going to ruin the game. Luckily, it didn't, but Andrew Mariner, I have no clue what he's doing, and I heard a lot of people giving him weird complaints, but I felt like he had no clue what he was doing there. He had made his mind up that he was given the yellow. I then saw like eight different people go and speak to him, they showed the replays a million times. Vars, someone was speaking to him in his ear. You could clearly see that. But because it was only a second yellow, Vars not allowed to look at it. Now, this made Maitland-Niles get sent off. Maitland-Niles came off injured. Yeah? How VAR is not allowed to overturn a second yellow, just, 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 it doesn't make sense to me. Well, well, the point of, of not interviewing with yellow cards in general is that it doesn't get... They, 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 they draw a line. They, they draw a line at, at we interview in, the, in massive decisions, in, in the biggest decisions. They say um, it's for game-changing they, they decisions. Line, yeah. yeah, yeah. So offsides, incorrect players sending offs, um, red cards. Uh, well, I say offsides, but I mean goals. For big offsides, sending offs is part of it. When mm. it's a second well, yellow, only, how only, can only, that not only, be... Only with um, straight reds, though. Yeah, but how can that... Not, if it's... They they introduce it for incorrect players. Well, yeah, but that that's less a second a, a, a yellow. A, the point is a yellow card is is easier to give away or easier to there's le- less of a bar to cross to get a yellow card. But we're not talking um, about a yellow even, card even here. if it's a second even second. We're yellow. talking about a second yellow impact in the game. Mm-hmm. How can you not say VAR needs to change that? Just how that they need to change the rules. I think there. they I think they they will. But the point the the the, the aim and the the. I mean the the decision the decision behind it and the justification for it, I think is is mostly correct, but I, I think you're going to see more good from from them not interviewing in yellow cards than than this one bad situation. Okay, and I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying they should stop doing yellow cards as VAR checks, but I think I think if refs, especially if they know, he's clearly been told don't you've got it wrong, yeah. But he can't now because he's really got his yellow card out of his pocket. He can't suddenly put it back because that means someone said something to him 
um, in his ear, and that's not allowed. You're not really. I mean, he can he can t- he can take it back because I think it was in France where I think the player got sent off. Um, he got sent off with a straight red. The, the, the he, he then he got he t- the the red card was taken back, and he gave him he gave him two yellows instead. Which <laughs> the, the the point is that it can be it can be um, taken back if they want to if they, if they made an incorrect decision. I don't, yeah, I don't think they're yeah. allowed to use replays though. To change the decision, I think it has to be in time. That's what VAR is. No, no, no. VAR is allowed to, but I don't think the refs allowed to change it. Like the, a linesman is allowed to say to a ref, "You've got the wrong decision here," because he's not seen the replay. You're not allowed to use. I don't think you're allowed to use a replay to overturn the decision. So the fourth official mm-hmm. in his ear can't say to him, "I've looked at the replay. You've got it wrong. Do not give him a yellow card." They're not allowed to do that. You sure about that? I'm pretty sure about that. The, the, you're allowed to, that's why they don't show replays in the stadium because refs are not allowed to be influenced by replays. They have to look at what they've done first time round. They're allowed yeah, to use the other people. a little bit archaic and old-fashioned. Well, it's a, maybe that's how they use humans and maybe they'll change it. And VAR is basically that, but only for big decisions mm. and not for like a yellow card. But we're not talking, we're talking here about a second yellow. Um, oh. It looked like that was going to ruin the game and... It just felt that way because Arsenal just seemed down. The players were really not happy with Mariner the whole time. When um, Socrates tried to get um, the Aston Villa player sent off by rubbing his head against the Wesley's knee, which was just yeah, let's, stupid. Let's, let's call it the knee. Yeah, sure. Let's call it the knee. <laughs> His star. Socrates is a weird man. His star area. He's like, he's like a soft, hard man. Like he's a, he's he's a big hard man, but oh, so I've rubbed my knee against his style. I need to come off. I mean, Socrates and his uh, rubbing his head against uh, inner thigh in inner thighs of men. I think that's a that's a topic we can talk about on another day. <laughs> um, but yeah, then the second half started. Gwendozi, that was a great Gwendozi. I don't know how people can still not like him yet. Um, I've only I've only just adjusted to him, but well, I I find it very easy to to, to not like him. Just saying, but, but very from easy. what I've seen, he has got that drive that that we've probably been missing for a while. Vier- the, he's not built the same way as Vieira, but he's got that Vieira drive where he's just going to take the ball and run towards you, and he does that brilliantly. And he won the penalty by doing it, and that got us back in the game. Pepe got his first goal for the club, but Guendouzi was by far the best player on the pitch for Arsenal in the second half. Um, and he's probably been our best player for the past couple of weeks. Um, yes, we played Watford and lost, but he's been the best player. I feel. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't here fought for goals in the Watford game. Hmm. Wasn't he at fault for goals in the Watford game? I don't think so. I think the Watford game was just a bit of a mess. He, he, the first goal okay, was. I mean, that, well, the first goal wasn't. If, if him. you just say it's a mess, that that that, the that first goal clears him of all blame. The first goal at Watford wasn't him. That was stupid, sloppy defending. Um, that stupid the, passing out of the box. He 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 was going to give it away. Was he? I think he passes it to to Socrates. I, he had. I I watch it. I watch it again if you want. I mean, I'll gladly watch it again. Um, but he um he. I, I'm pretty sure he was at fault for the. And he and he had a moment in in the in the game as well where he, where he, he, did, he did a back pass that went wrong but Watford didn't take advantage I don't okay, think well he made up for it this week let's just say sure. that he made up for it he had a bad performance everyone has a bad performance but he made up yeah. for it this week with a brilliant performance um, he sort of created the second goal for obviously our prolific striker now Lacazette's injured Callum Chambers um <laughs> that, that second goal annoyed me so much it was poor so, Chambers did really well for a right back, sure, great finish and all that. Great finish, but Villa's defending like just cleared the ball, like just stupid. When when things at that point when it was like Villa literally passing it to Arsenal to score, and like Arsenal going to win this, I can't, I can't deal with this. No, like, it, come on, it, it never Villa. felt that. But oh, but the thing was, it, it felt after two one because we stupid again, sloppy defending. Granny Xhaka at fault for the second goal once again, and Xhaka has clearly he's been. Gwendouzi's been the best. Jack has been the worst. Um, club captain. Um, the second goal was sloppy. They scored it so quickly as well. It was like, you were back into it and it felt good. And then they scored. Luckily, Chambers got that goal. Um, and then, oh, once again, Aubameyang to the rescue. Uh, it was a, it, it was odd because the, the keeper didn't move. 
Well, illegal, illegal wool, maybe. Mm, it didn't, I don't. I've looked at the replays, and I don't think it was really. I think in time, people well, might the, have thought the, it was, but they've the moved out the way. They have the to wall. be within a meter of the. No, they've moved the out the way though before he's hit it. They've, they've run away. That isn't the point, though. I mean, they have to. Well, they're not in the meter. wall at the time of taking the free kick. I don't know what the rule yeah, is. I'm pretty sure they are. I mean, I look at again, but they, the rule is that they have to be within a meter of the, of the actual wall. When why the, at I think the time it, of it, taking it or not, at the yeah. time the free kick's taken. Correct, mm-hmm. but by the time the free kick's taken, they've moved out of the way. They're that's no longer true. in the wall. That's why. That's why Tom Heaton can't see. No, so if you look, move. if you watch anyway, the replay you watch, it's nothing to do with them being in the way. I think. I mean, why else wouldn't he move? Well, by looks of things, to me, Pepe he can't see a thing. Pepe's the one that stepped back to take it, and Nabamiang suddenly taking it. He's moved over to the right. You see him step over to the right to try and save a Pepe shot because he's. Pepe's just going to dip it over the wall. And the Bamiyang's taking though, the shot. The, the wall was blocking his view. Well, you saw how the Villa had almost two walls. If you watch it, Villa had two separate walls. And the just put it in the middle of the, both of them. Mm. I don't think it's fair to say to the Arsenal players, you're not allowed to be within <laughs> with anywhere. You have to get out of the box. Well, I did. Seems to, I mean, that is the rule, isn't it? I... No, you're allowed one wall. I don't think you're allowed two walls. <laughs> well, no, there, there isn't the point that they have, they have a wall in front of the actual wall. Yeah, and, and no Arsenal well. players are in that wall. Villa had a second wall set up, which Arsenal players were part of. Okay, I mean it, it does. It does seem dodgy. I mean it, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like a a perfect, um, perfectly legal. Well, I don't application, know. Though. I think VAR might have looked at that. I don't know if it's allowed to. I don't think so. Um, because I feel like VAR is supposed to be there. If you've broken the rules of football, hmm. then you're allowed to look at it. So I feel like it probably would be. And and they do say VAR looks at every goal. I heard some Me commentators too. say VAR looks at every goal, so it probably did look at it, and they just went, "Well, okay. people have not been implementing all the rules properly that they've introduced, so we can't disallow it because we can't be inconsistent with it." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we've pulled a performance up against Aston Villa, um, now top four again, um, with three points above everyone else. Uh, we've got a big game coming up. Enjoy. It's the battle of. The battle of probably I don't know how they can say out of form teams because El Sakiko. El Sakiko. I don't know how that's, that's the, that's manage, it's been it's been dubbed. Neither manager's gonna get sacked if they lose it. I don't think either manager will. Um, I mean I, I think I mean I, I think it would it would have been more apt had had Arsenal lost to Villa. Yeah, had Arsenal lost to Villa it would have been a bit more pressured. But, uh, I mean there is still pressure there is pressure on, on Oli. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, Oli out and all that with with Chris Smalling, not Chris Smalling, um, Phil Jones. Always confuse those two with Phil Jones saying he's going to get sacked in the morning. That that was quite a funny video. So yeah, um, let's. So yeah, lots of managers are hating on Oli, and I think it's good to move on now to what happened. United poor performance against West Ham by the sound of things. I, I didn't watch it. Rashford came off injured. United lost. It feels great. Don't watch small Chelsea teams. lost. Chelsea <laughs> lost. It feels great. Everyone. Everyone, I think, again, it's another week. Everyone knew it at the beginning of the season. The top three, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, won their big. Those are the top three. And then the rest of the top six all lost this week. I think it's, there's a clear pattern, I think, emerging here between the real top three and the other, the other, the other top six, if you want to call them that. Because it's, a, yeah. it's just a clear yeah, pattern. Arsenal I think top three now, agrees. okay. People are saying... Is it just the top two and everyone else? I think it's fair, yes, but I would say it's the top three and everyone else. Um, well, of course. Who knows sure. who's going to get that fourth spot? Is it going to be Leicester? Is it going to come Wolves push for it? Because United, Chelsea, and Spurs don't look like they're doing anything for for their arguments. So yeah, who's going to get that top four spot? Uh, I think no. it's a great debate to have. Don't be silly. Obviously, obviously, Spurs <laughs> are going to get it. Um, um, Spurs obviously, might. Spurs. They're the second, one of the, the fourth space is debatable. They're one of the first, they're one of the favourites to get that full spot. Um, but yeah, no, Chelsea lost we'll again. We'll get it comfortably. Chelsea lost to Liverpool. Liverpool won all six, mm-hmm. which is now the highest points gap ever Ugh. after six games, which is just getting annoying to see. Can't stand Especially it. as a title-challenging winning team. We really were trying to push for it, but Liverpool are just not going to budge, are they? <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Arsenal are a title-challenging team. That hasn't... That hasn't happened. It has a ring to it, doesn't it? I don't know, the last 10 years, I think. <laughs> I don't think, you, I think 10, 10 years, years is even a bit, I think 10 years is even pushing it. I think true. it's a bit longer than that. That's a bit, cl- <laughs> um, 
But the, the, the real question was, 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 was I alive the last time Arsenal put on the title challenge? And I don't know. <laughs> well, what's, what's been longer? The last, last time Arsenal pushed for a title, the last time Spurs won a trophy. Shut up, shut <laughs> up, shut up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder what has been longer. That is a good debate. I think that's a, that's a good question to ask yourselves. But um, yeah, it's kind of starting to look like a two-horse race, which no one... Wanted to see, but it is looking like it is going to be City won eight nil. Um, oh uh, Watford, you better get an apology from Norwich because that's not nice. <laughs> um, I was I mean, imagine not even be able to beat Watford. What a what a fraud of a team! I don't think Spurs can talk after as losing to Newcastle and Leicester. You, the team lost eight nil this week. Okay, we couldn't even beat them. As- <laughs> okay. But yeah, City almost got double digits. They 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 were on their way. Sterling didn't even have to no, play for them. Lot, lot, lots of factors to lots of uh, fantasy football managers' annoyance. Um, but I, I think the, the the famous saying goes that only only the best can score nine. And <laughs> who scored nine? I hear you ask. Tottenham Hotspur in two thousand and nine. I think it is against Wigan nine one. Exactly. City are a small club. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, uh, I don't really know what to make of this. Like, oh, yeah, it, it was an odd week this week. It really was because everyone seemed to. It started off Spurs lost, then City win eight nil, then for some random reason they put Newcastle Brighton as the Sky Sports number one game. No one watched that game. Let's be honest. No one watched that. <laughs> Which I did nil-nil to top it all off. And then uh, Sunday started and just United suddenly lost. And then everyone... So- and then Oli out became... Well, Potter was out the day before. Oli's out now. Then Arsenal's losing. Suddenly Emery's out. And then the only man keeping his job now is Frank Lampard. And he lost. <laughs> so suddenly he kept a job. There was I some good the goals in this. movement is, is going to be there. The Emery out movement's going to be there, going to be going on for a while. I mean, it just because just because he won today doesn't. What's well, so he won yesterday? Doesn't mean that he's not going to. I mean, it isn't going to be an Emery out movement. I think there is one budding. Well, we'll see how under the. We'll see how it goes over the rest of the next couple of months. I feel like obviously mm. he's not. Obviously, I'm not saying. Oh, yeah, he's definitely the man to take us. See, I'm not saying he's definitely the right man for the job, but I feel like you can't. I don't say Emery out. Too early to say Emery out right now, um, but yeah, I, I feel like you. I feel like you might be right about. You thought Arsenal fans have this culture of, oh Wenger's gone now. It's going to be Emery out, and then they're just going to move on to the next manager of Emery out. But it seems like I don't know if Arsenal were the front runners of this, but it's kind of everyone seems to just be. Well, the fans have a say now, and the fans get to make the decision because United have been complaining about it. All their fans have been moaning Ollie out now and people are having a go at them. Pochettino, there's a few Spurs fans that are saying it. Pochettino out. This out, out, out is just... Everyone out is just going to get... Carry on. And I don't feel like no fans actually have, make a difference. No matter, even though you want to believe it, I don't think fans make that much of a difference towards the out movements to some of these people. Yeah, lots of the out, out movements, if we're going to call them out movements, okay, lots of these... Uh, movements to, to kick out managers of clubs are very reactionary and, and sort of uh, knee-jerk reactions to a game lost lost here and there, which is, which is with the Poch thing. Um, with United, it's a different, uh, but I I don't think Oli out is, a, is good right now. I don't think who, who they'd get better than him. That's the real the question you would have to ask when, when you have clubs trying to kick out managers and who, who, do you, who do you replace them with who's actually better rather than just another guy who's the same. Yeah. And I heard someone mention this about Real Madrid and how how Zidane won't get forced out of the club by the how the fans can try and force him, but with Zidane they won't because of how much of a club legend he is. Fans won't force him out, mm. but he's obviously probably if he does get sacked, everyone's number one manager to pick up. Even though he's not really, he proved himself a little bit with Real, with Real Madrid. But when you've got Cristiano, just, just Ronaldo, a little bit, just just the uh, just the three Champions Leagues in a row, just the three. Yeah, but. It depends who you've got. If you've got Cristiano Ronaldo, I think everyone's going to be doing well in the Champions League. And so, yeah, he's proven himself a bit, but he's also Mourinho's also proven himself. But no one, everyone says, is Mourinho the right person to go for? So yeah, all the managers are out. 
Everybody's out. In, out, in, out. Everybody's out. So, hero and villain of the week. Um, this week's hero goes to Brighton Football Club, I think. There was a lovely story on Sky Sports um, about how Brighton are being really helpful with fan inclusion to disabled fans and fans who have anxiety and those sort of difficulties. Um, so they did this whole thing for this kid called um, for George and Jack Holloway Bartle and they made this whole article on them. But basically at Brighton, they're kind of pushing forward um helping and inclusion so they've made the corridors wider the the lifts are wider so they've made it more wheelchair accessible which i think is great but they've also made sure it's, it's a big thing for them that they're trying to also be helpful but also include the fans a lot and so for people that can't walk and all that and brighton are kind of pushing themselves forward a bit um there's also a place for fans there's like a there's a disability hidden disability wristband scheme they've got so if a, if a fan does have problems, they can go over to any steward or and just show it to them and say, we need help. And it can kind of help, help these fans who would sometimes feel uncomfortable. It just might, makes it makes, They're making life a lot easier for these sort of fans. And I think it's a lovely, lovely thing to see. So, yeah, that's the, that's the positives for this week. Um, some, some great stuff from Brighton. Fair play to them for all that, um, for giving people wheelchair access and all that very good stuff from brighton but on a very different note um there was some horrific videos seen by some sunderland fans um this week on twitter um singing about the suicide of gary speed uh play who played for newcastle um pretty i mean i i sort of songs are not are not repeatable uh, they're pretty disgusting stuff and the the owner of new of sunderland stuart donald um, we condemned it in very, very strong terms. Was talking about how it's uh, unacceptable, unjustifiable, wrong, hurtful, and, and wrong and sick. Which is, I mean, he's completely right. It's disgusting. There's, there's a line that football rivalries um, shouldn't pass, and that, that's that is it. Sing, singing about stuff like that is, is just not acceptable. Yeah. Um, and, and in theory, if it happened with Tottenham and Arsenal, I would condemn it if it ever happened something like that. It's disgusting. And these fans are, right, are rightly, lots of fans are calling them for people in the video for lifetime bans, and that's completely correct. They should be banned from the stadium, banned from going to football. They're disgusting people. Yeah, that should be fair. It's the same. I feel it's the same punishment. They should get the same punishment as racist fans or fans who do anything of the same sort. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening this week. Um, we hope you enjoyed. Um, follow us on all our social medias at Soul CA Podcast. We also have a YouTube set up now. There was a great interview this week with Felix Tamsut um, um, before the Arsenal-Frankfurt game, but it was very interesting about how fans... And it, was, it was timeless, the culture you could say. of fans. Hmm? It was timeless. It, 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 you can watch it even now, even after the game. Very interesting yeah. interview. It was very but... interesting to understand what German football is all about. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed. Um, so, Campbell is a hero and see you next week. Come on, come on, come on.